Just six days away from the NBA trade deadline, I am confident that Sacramento Kings star point guard De'Aaron Fox is not going anywhere. I'll explain why I feel the way that I do what I have heard. Plus, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But if Fox is going to remain here with how well Davion Mitchell has been playing, the Kings really just need to look at a three-guard line of Fox, Mitchell, and Halliburton for the remainder of the season, wins and losses be damned. See what you got. We'll talk about it all on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And now... Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, time for another episode of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome to Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked on Podcast my name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento Sports Media member for the last seven years. This is my eighth season covering the Kings, formerly for Sacramento Sports Talk Radio, now with ABC 10 News and Television here. Uh, and if you are looking for the episode or looking forward to the episode that I've been previewing all week and talking about all week, where I play for you optimistic, positive Kings takes about this team from the beginning of the season and the end of the offseason going into this year that had so many hopes and so much positiveness or I should say expectations uh, surrounding it. Uh, that episode is going to be delayed slightly. It's still happening. Uh, I sure you noticed that I didn't do a Locked on Kings podcast last night after the Kings lost to the Golden State Warriors. Things got kind of shaken up a little bit, but not to worry. That episode will still be happening. It's just going to be happening on Sunday. So I hope you'll stick around. I hope you won't click off this episode. You'll continue to listen uh, before we get to that podcast on Sunday because I'm really looking forward to uh, to putting that compilation together for you and we can all laugh at my expense at some of the uh, the optimistic and now terrible uh, king stakes about this team in this upcoming or this current season. Um, but for today... I wanted to make sure that uh, I addressed something that I see is being discussed a ton around the Sacramento Kings right now, and that is just simply De'Aaron Fox. And it's no surprise, really all season long, De'Aaron Fox has been a focal point conversation among Sacramento Kings fans, a focal point conversation here on the Locked On Kings podcast. And truth be told, for the most part, conversations about De'Aaron Fox this season have been negative. And I know that the fans that I interact here listening to Locked on Kings, the fans that I interact with on social media, on on, uh, Reddit, on the internet, these are only a fraction and a very vocal fraction of a fan base. It's only a couple thousand out out of a a crowd of 17,000 that could fill the Golden One Center. Not this year, of course, but uh, there's a lot more people out there who don't uh, react the way that some of you do, uh, and don't necessarily agree with the things that you have to say. But at the same time, the people who react, the people who talk to me because of the podcast, because of listening to the podcast, the people who talk to me on social media, they're pretty much the only gauge that I have of the fan base beyond my own, uh, understanding or my own belief of what the fan base wants or needs. So I try to respond to them and talk about what they feel and what they speak about. 
more than than anything else. Uh, and so I'm aware that there is a good portion of the fan base that still believes in De'Aaron Fox. There's a good portion of the fan base that doesn't want the Kings to trade De'Aaron, that they feel that De'Aaron can still be the guy here in Sacramento and that this is just kind of a down season for him. And I respect that completely and part of me believes that as well. But I do know from interacting with them, there is a very vocal part of this fan base that is saying Fox is not the guy and he's proven to not be the guy. And the Kings should be looking to move on from him, especially with how Tyrese Halliburton has played at times when Fox has been out, how Davion Mitchell is playing right now with Fox out. They're saying, hey, you know what? Now is the right time for the Kings to try and move on from Fox, get something of value for him, even if it doesn't help the Kings immediately this season. It puts the Kings in a better situation with really Tyrese Halliburton as the guy next season, and then you kind of see where you are at. Well, that's not a rebuild. That's just a retooling. And that puts a lot of pressure, not only on Tyrese Halliburton, that puts a lot of pressure on Davion Mitchell, who would be essentially De'Aaron Fox's replacement. And I talked about on the most recent Locked on Kings podcast, Davion Mitchell cannot replace De'Aaron Fox. But at the same time, the Kings wouldn't be looking for Mitchell to replace Fox necessarily, but they need him to hold that position down and keep the Kings backcourt playing at a high level, which I think he's capable of doing, but that's a lot to put on his shoulders right away. At the same time, too, if you're trading De'Aaron Fox, you're trying to get back a piece that is going to be, if not the best player on this team, the close second best player behind Tyrese Halliburton. And I argue that trading away Fox for a close second best player behind Tyrese, as good as Tyrese has been, is not an upgrade. And I don't think it puts the Kings in a better position. I think it's a major roll of the dice, significantly more of a roll of the dice than it would be to trade draft assets and other assets that are on this team to try and find a decent named piece to add to a Fox and Halliburton core, which at this point in time is less and less likely, especially with the Kings falling out of the mix really for the play-in spot. Now, mathematically, of course, and I'll say this every single day until the end of time, mathematically, the Kings still have a good shot at making the play-in in the Western Conference, which is more of an indication of just how terrible the West is right now. And I'll continue to say that the Kings making the play-in and losing is just NBA purgatory. It's where this team has been for the majority of these 15, soon to be 16, playoffless seasons. It's not worth it. It is more worth it for the Kings to keep their eye on the future. And if they're looking towards the future, they have a decision to make, which is keep Fox in that Halliburton core and try to do a better job building a team that is Monty's team. Monty has made minor tweaks. He's made drafted picks like Tyrese Halliburton and, and Davion Mitchell. But for the most part, the supporting cast around that core is very much the team that he inherited. Can Monty put his stamp on things, change things, bring in a supporting cast that he believes, he feels, he sees through analytics or whatever gauge is the right group to surround those guys with. I would like to give Monty McNair that chance while still looking towards the future. I think that is the right move at this point in time. And I believe from conversations that I've had with people around and in the organization, I believe that is the plan. Or at least... From conversations that I've had with people around in the organization, the Kings are committed 
to De'Aaron Fox for at least a little bit longer. I have been told and I have talked to people that have told me, now these are not direct sources to the front office of the Sacramento Kings. This is not Monty McNair or anybody working under him in the front office itself to make that very, very clear. But from people in and around the organization who have knowledge of the situation, I have been told that De'Aaron Fox is not going anywhere. And I believe that is the right call. Now, I also believe that could be because De'Aaron Fox didn't have the value that maybe King's uh, front office members, Monty McNair, expected him to have at this trade deadline. And that's okay because I think De'Aaron could build that value back up. I think he will build that value back up. This has been a down season for him, to say the absolute least. It's also been a season of adjustments for him. It's been his first season also after being paid. So naturally, the bar was going to be higher. And quite frankly, of course, he has not met that bar. But that doesn't mean that one down season or down half the season or a little over half the season is a indication of the player that he's going to be for the remainder of his career. He's still extremely young, still hasn't even touched his prime yet. De'Aaron has more to give. And if De'Aaron is not the guy, if he's not the leader, the one to lead the Sacramento Kings to a championship one day, all right, that's fine. You don't have to make that decision. You're not at a crossroads now to ultimately say yes or no to that. Even if you feel pretty confident watching De'Aaron Fox that he is just not that guy, he's not going to be the one to lead you that far. You can still give it another season. Another two seasons. You have him under contract. See what you have with him. See if you can do a better job surrounding him, maybe with a talent from the draft, a talent from trades, probably not a talent from free agency, knowing the Sacramento Kings, that can optimize him a little better. And maybe that puts the Kings in a better situation. I'm just saying, making a decision like Fox has had one bad season after a really good season last year, Fox hasn't lived up to expectations in year one of his max contract. Time to shut it down and cut it off right now. I think that is a knee-jerk decision that has more of a, uh, a potential to go wrong than it has to go right because Fox's value right now is not as high as it should be. Certainly not as high as it would have been if the Kings looked to trade him this offseason or last season, which of course they weren't even considering. None of us were considering because we thought De'Aaron Fox was the guy. And in terms of Tyrese Halliburton becoming the guy, I like Tyrese. You've heard me say here on the podcast, I think Tyrese is already, or at least this season, he has been more important to the success of the Sacramento Kings than De'Aaron Fox is. Not a better player, but more important. Some of you might think that's the same thing. To me, it's different. Tyrese is extremely important to this Kings team. Tyrese should be the point guard for the Sacramento Kings with Fox being an off-ball scorer. Of course, the Kings need to change their offensive philosophies a little bit, how they run their offense to maximize Fox and Halliburton playing together better because they're not doing a good job of it right now. And that's part of what this team can address this offseason with a new head coach going into next year. That's something that time can heal, not necessarily a knee-jerk trade. But if the Kings were to trade De'Aaron Fox, regardless of what piece they get back, they're not going to get, as of right now, a piece of equal talent. They're not. So I, I, I today, trading De'Aaron Fox does not improve the Kings which some of you might not mind that. 
Some of you don't want the Kings to improve. You want the Kings to get worse so that they can be in a better position to get a draft pick. I'm here to tell you they can be in a better position to get a draft pick without trading trading De'Aaron. So then you can have a, a, a somewhat core of Fox, Halliburton, Mitchell, and top five pick, hopefully, to bring in the next season, reevaluate, see what you have. You can always trade De'Aaron on draft night. You can always trade De'Aaron ne- uh, during the offseason going into next year. You don't have to make that decision right now. I think this is the right plan. If it is indeed the plan from what I'm hearing, it is the right plan for the Sacramento Kings not to trade De'Aaron. I would never trade De'Aaron like a Julius Randle trade. I would never trade De'Aaron in a John Collins trade. I would never trade De'Aaron. The only way I'm trading De'Aaron is if I'm getting a Jalen Brown type player back. Ben Simmons is probably not happening. Ben Simmons, I consider, I think the Sacramento Kings have considered. Doesn't sound like the Philadelphia 76ers are that interested, which fine by them, fine by me, whatever. But the other fringe talent players that are potentially available, a DeMontis Sabonis, I would not trade De'Aaron Fox for. As much as I like Simonis, I would not trade De'Aaron Fox for him. Acquirable players at this deadline at this point in time that the Kings could be in the mix for. Jeremy Grant, not trading De'Aaron Fox for him. I'd rather reassess where I'm at and raise Fox's value later on. But Davion Mitchell needs to be rewarded for how well the Kings are playing right now. Uh, Excuse me, how well he is playing. The Kings are still trash, but he is playing well. I shouldn't say the Kings are trash because they've had a, a good couple of games. They beat the Nets. They lost to the Warriors last night, but had some good moments. Davion Mitchell has been the best part of those two games. Davion Mitchell has played very, very well, made the most of his opportunities. He deserves to be rewarded. And I'll tell you how the Kings can reward him when De'Aaron Fox does return from this ankle soreness in just a second. Today's episode of Locked On Kings is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this NBA season with more prompts, more odds, and lines than ever before. And as NFL football now turns their eyes to the big game happening in just over a week, Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this NBA season for the uh, the, the the upcoming Super Bowl. There are so many lines, so many props, so many fun bets for you around that game, around every game uh, that you could really find. And it's not just football. Bet Online has up to the minute info on on pro and college hoops as well, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real time updates of current games. Do not wait to take it advantage of all the new and amazing offers available for the 2022 season bet online where the game starts when De'Aaron Fox returns from his ankle soreness and I know some people are rolling their eyes at that they're concerned that there's something more to this ankle soreness thing with De'Aaron Fox feel the way you want to feel about that I've already kind of spoken on it but from how I understand De'Aaron Fox who I understand him to be I don't believe De'Aaron is is healthy and actively choosing to just sit out and not play with his teammates I don't think that is who De'Aaron is at all um but feel the way you want to feel about that it is odd it is unusual maybe the the Kings are not minding De'Aaron Fox taking his time coming back because it's putting them in a in a better position to lose games, which of course improves their draft stock. I don't know if that's the case either. There, these are the only somewhat logical explanations that myself and, and fans and others can come up with with what's going on with Fox and his injuries right now. But if Fox is dealing with pain, if Fox is dealing with a sore ankle that doesn't feel right to go on, that's fine. Like let him take his time at this point in the season. The Kings are not in a playoff race anymore. As much as we still think they could make the play in. 
They're not in a race anymore. It's not right to look at where this team is at right now and say they need their best player to play through any discomfort or mild discomfort for a team that is basically in the cellar of the Western Conference or close to the cellar of the Western Conference. So let De'Aaron Fox take his time coming back. Wait for him to be feeling better, if nothing else. I don't know if you're ever going to feel 100% in the middle of the season, but feeling better, feeling more confident, low risk of re-injury. And then when Fox comes back, the Kings have, I feel, an easy decision to make. Davion Mitchell has played really, really well as a starter. And we talked so much since Mitchell was drafted on draft night last summer. We talked about the possibility of a three-guard lineup. How is this three-guard lineup going to look? Are Fox and Mitchell and Halliburton going to be capable of playing together? Monty McNair talked about our best players are going to play regardless of their position. Well, right now, your three of your best players are Fox, Mitchell, and Halliburton. And especially if you plan on keeping the three of them going into next season, you need to see more of what you have. Because just looking at Mitchell at this point in time as a six-man option off the bench, I don't think is maximizing his potential. But I also don't know that for sure. So instead of waiting until the offseason to try and answer that question in non-NBA games, why not use the remainder of this season to experiment, to see what you have? It, it, it makes total sense for me. There's no reason why the Kings shouldn't start Fox, Mitchell, and Halliburton together for the remainder of the season. And positions be damned. Fox could play the one, he could play the two, he could play the three, Hallie could play the one, two, and three, Mitchell could play the one, two, and three. I don't care. It would probably be Mitchell 1, Fox 2, Halley 3 just because of their size and length. Fine. I don't care. Positionless basketball. See what you have. See how you can play the three of them together. And see if it works. See if it doesn't. See what needs to be improved on that you can work on with them this offseason. See if it's just a colossal disaster so you have more of an indication of I probably need to move on from one of the three of those guys because it doesn't make sense unless I'm committing to one of those three as a full-time six-man, which I personally don't, don't think makes sense. See what you have. Use the remainder of the season for that. At least maximize this time. And if you lose games, okay. If you win games, great. Something's working. You have that to build upon going forward. It's really a lose-lose situation to me. There's no reason why the three of them can't get that time that they need to work together, to try things. And you need, if you're going to have a Fox, Halliburton, Mitchell lineup work, you need more of what you need to have a Fox and Halliburton lineup work, which is off-ball movement. So I'm not saying you just throw the three of them out there and don't try and plan for it. Don't try and make changes, make adjustments. And maybe this is difficult for a coach like Alvin Gentry, who's basically a lame duck head coach at this point in time. And I think he knows it. Like, I think it's, I think it's very fair to say that Alvin Gentry will not re be returning as the Kings head coach. He's the interim head coach right now. I don't blame Alvin Gentry in the slightest for what the Kings are going through right now, for how bad that they have been this season, for how bad that they have been, especially recently, since he took over for Luke Walton. I don't blame him at all. I also don't think that he is going to be the right coach, the right guy for this team going forward. I think the Kings need to do a long, hard, smart coaching search this offseason. Monty McNair needs to pick his guy 
that makes sense with what the Kings are trying to do at the time and go from there. But for the remainder of the season, can Gentry and the Kings find a way to feature a three-guard lineup or consistent three-guard sets where there is movement happening off the ball? Because I guarantee you, if you have Mitchell controlling the dribble, Fox controlling the dribble, Halliburton controlling the dribble, and there should be a balance between all three of them. You can't have two of the three just standing around on the perimeter watching, which is basically what the Kings offense is at this point in time. You can't have that. You need to have Halliburton moving around. Let's say Mitchell has the ball, right? You need to have Halliburton moving around the perimeter, looking to get open to find that open shot, providing the spacing. You need to have Fox running off of off-ball screens, backdoor cuts. Movement needs to be featured. The Kings can't just stand around. And you sure as hell need to be getting out in transition if you're featuring a three-guard lineup. You're going to be undersized a majority of the time, especially when one of those three players is barely over six feet tall in Davion Mitchell. You need to play fast. You need to move. You need to tire guys out. Play with energy. Play with freedom. And I think that's the important word. Freedom for that lineup to figure things out, to play together, to make mistakes, to lose if they do, to win if they do. Let them play free. But also hold them accountable. If Mitchell and Halliburton are, are going to continue to play, I should say, if Mitchell is going to continue to play with the energy, intensity, and hustle that he's played with in these last few games, and Fox or Halliburton aren't willing to match that, they need to be held accountable for that. Tyrese Halliburton has arguably been the most consistent, actually not arguably, he has been the most consistent player out of the three. He also, quite frankly, disappeared last night against the Golden State Warriors which is also an argument that I can make for keeping De'Aaron Fox in the sense that if you move on from De'Aaron Fox and you are keeping Fox, or rather uh, Halliburton and Mitchell, that puts a you-know-what ton of pressure on both of them to score and be engaged and have good nights. Because if one of the two of them has a bad night, the Kings' chances of winning completely plummets. Tyrese was not good last night. And the Kings really, even if they hovered around more than they should have, they had no chance of winning that game with how poorly Tyrese Halliburton was playing. But if Davion Mitchell is going to play with that intensity, Fox and Halliburton have to match that. It's on all three of them. And I think, honestly, which is kind of sad at this point, the biggest question mark that I would have with that three-guard lineup is, is De'Aaron Fox going to match those two's energy? And I know a lot of fans feel that same way, and that's concerning considering De'Aaron is the fastest out of the three. And is also the highest paid out of the three. But we're talking the dog days of another losing season. And we can tell these seasons have taken some of the, the, the wind out of Fox's sails. You need to battle through that. Let those three play together. Encourage them to play three. Or play free, rather. Have Harrison Barnes and Rashawn Holmes. Or Chemezi Metu and Damian Jones with how hard they're playing. Does not matter who you're playing playing with them. Give them different looks. Try different things. Try a floor spacing big. Try an athletic big. Try a big screen setting big like Alex Len. Try different things. See what you have. Try Mo Harkless. Try Terrence Davis. Well, Terrence Davis is out for the remainder of the season, unfortunately. Try different things. See what you have. That should be, in my opinion, what the Sacramento Kings look to do for the remainder of the season. And Fox, Halliburton, and Mitchell need to be sharing the floor together for a large portion of every game. Use the time now for a purpose. You don't mind losing, and you certainly don't mind winning if you're winning with three players together 
that you consider a large part of your future. I can't think of a single argument for why you would even bother not playing the three of them together for the remainder of this lost season. I want to hear what you have to think about the idea of keeping Fox versus trading Fox. I want to hear what you have to think about a three-guard lineup. Do you think it would work? Do you think it's worth trying? Do you think the Kings should consider moving on from one of the three of them right now? Let me know. At Matt George Sack on Twitter, you can email me, MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com, or feel free to leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is also brought to you by Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, but they only choose the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? They kind of firm you or, or lock you into what they have at that that their set price point. You have no negotiating power and you have no flexibility. RockAuto.com gives you both. You have computers and phones with access to RockAuto.com at any time. Take advantage of that. Save time and save money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more on basic parts from chain stores or car dealerships. RockAuto.com has flexibility on prices. They will have what you need, and they're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And we know how important family businesses are right now and how we need to help support those family businesses. RockAuto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Again, on Sunday, I will have that uh, laugh at Matt George's optimistic takes, or I don't know what I'm really going to call it, like Kings killing Matt George's optimism or Kings. Uh, it's going to be a look back on the optimistic and positive Kings takes about this group early on in the season and going into this season. Uh, and the, the purpose of this is it's not educational. If nothing else, it's going to show you where we expected the Kings to be and where they are right now and why this is one of the most difficult and disappointing seasons for Kings fans, myself included, to watch maybe in this entire playoff drought. But at the same time, too, it's also supposed to be a lighthearted way to kind of laugh at each other, laugh at my expense. I don't care. It's fun because I know there are a lot of Kings fans who listen to this podcast, a lot of Kings fans that I interacted with on social media who felt the same way or maybe even more optimistic about this team than I did. So we're going to have fun coming together, kind of laughing our way through the struggles, through the frustrations. And also it'll give you kind of a, a better idea. Some of those takes, I can already tell you, are, are way too optimistic and way too outlandish. And, and we're being more kind of intentionally over the top. But some of them were realistic thoughts about what this team could be. Expectations about what this team could be that they have not even come close to living up to. It'll give us a good idea of where we were at just a few months ago to the, uh, the the pit that we're at right now. And of course, you want to talk about uh, Fox and, and Halliburton and Mitchell, a three-guard lineup. You want to talk about committing to De'Aaron Fox and keeping him around for the remainder of this season going into next season. 
you want to talk about anything like that, please reach out to me again at Matt George Sack on Twitter, MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com, or uh, get uh, loose down in the YouTube comment section down below. If you could leave a review of the Locked on Kings podcast, I really, really would appreciate that. Best place to do that is Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Uh, leave a five-star review there if you think the, the the show is worthy of that rating. There's also a little box for you can, to write uh, why you like the Locked on Kings podcast, why you would encourage others to listen to Locked on Kings, Kings fans or just NBA fans alike. It's also a good place for constructive criticism if you have anything that you think um, needs to be adjusted with the show or something that would make your listening experience better, I really would appreciate that. It helps us out a ton. Uh, Also, if you're listening on Spotify, you can now leave a five-star review or up to five-star review uh, on Spotify as well. No area for a personalized message or review or anything like that, but at least there is a review system now in place. If you could hit five stars, uh, that helps the show out a lot. I really would appreciate that. The numbers on, on Locked on Kings over the last few weeks have been incredible. Uh, last week, we had our best week ever, and we're looking like we're going to even top that again this week or get close to that this week. I'm just blown away by the support of Kings fans. I know it's trade deadline season, but this team has been horrific to say the least. And yet you're still around, still supporting. doesn't surprise me, but I am humbled by it. I would never, ever, ever expect that your, uh, your support continues to blow me away from keeping this podcast afloat and alive very much. So actually, honestly, growing this podcast during a pandemic when the Kings weren't even playing and we had no NBA basketball to speak of, you kept showing up for that um, and continue to show up during the, uh, the dog days of this season. So I really appreciate that so, so much. I hope to reward you with more good content coming uh, in the future. Uh, and uh, as we get closer to the trade deadline on February 10th, of course, anything that happens with the Kings, any news, any rumors, things like that, uh, we will be discussing. I'm going to have a guest uh, from Atlanta to talk uh, Kings and Hawks a little bit with and talk about the possibility of a John Collins trade. Uh, that will be coming up next week, I think on Monday, uh, just so you can look forward to that. So that kind of content still to come. I appreciate you so, so much and can't wait to have you join me on the next episode. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.